Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar, and I have with us today Marcel Deschutes, and I hope I said that right, but he is the CEO and co-founder at Covey Network. Marcel, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Juliet. It's a pleasure to be on your podcast. Thank you so much. Um, Covey, tell us about it. What is it? So let me start out with our, with our big vision, oh, and okay. that's that's basically the, uh, a, a global, borderless, collaborative future of work where you don't have to join a company anymore mm. uh, to work on interesting projects or to work with interesting and, and uh, able colleagues. So we basically want to replace corporations and traditional organizations with smart contracts that are run on a blockchain where you basically don't interact with a, a centralized intermediary anymore, but with an open and transparent protocol for the future of work. So that's kind of the big, uh, the big vision uh, that allows people to self-organize in a decentralized way, uh, and they don't have to sit in the same office every day with the, with the same colleagues anymore. And so c- coming from the big vision, what, what does that actually mean? Right? So first of all, we need to r- come up with certain rules um, that enable people to work together, that enable people who don't sit in the same office, who haven't signed the same employment contracts, uh, to work together, right? Mm -hmm. So so that's what we call the the protocol. And um, that's essentially based on a set of incentive designs and market designs um, and a consensus mechanism that allows people to agree on whether the collaboration, the uh, the, the work people have done, is actually good or not so good. So we call it a proof of human work consensus mechanism. And we've come up with these mechanisms, which is essentially a subfield of microeconomics mechanism design, with leading academics um, from top universities in the US, including Harvard University and Stanford University, but also other universities in, in Europe, including Zurich and Oxford, um, and including even with a, with a Nobel Prize winner. Um, so we've thought about what sort of rules um, would you need? What sort of incentive uh, designs, what mechanisms would you need to replicate what companies do quite well, which is mm-hmm. staffing, team coordination, how people review each other, how, how you do performance review and attribution. What are these rules? And we've come up with a set of those rules and coded them into a first version of a smart contract, which runs on, on Ethereum, right? So now you have the, the contract, that specifies how people work together, how it enables them to, to trust each other, to have a, a sort of a commitment mechanism to be sure that everybody is on the same page, everybody works towards the success of the project, and nobody sort of drops out after two weeks when they can't, uh, when they're not interested anymore. So there's a commitment mechanism, but you need an enforcement mechanism as well, because any contract, like a regular employment contract as well, if you know it's not going to be enforced by anyone, then it's not a very good contract. So mm-hmm. to enforce these rules that enables people to work together, um, we have a cryptographic token and a staking mechanism that aligns people's incentives. And the, the staking 
um, works in such a way that you get your tokens back if you've performed your tasks as, as expected. And how do you know that this has been done? This is, you know this if the consensus mechanism reveals that everybody was happy with everybody's input to the, to the team project. So it's essentially about teamwork. It's about more complex problems. We call it knowledge work, but it's things that are difficult to do by yourself or very time consuming to do by yourself. This is why you divide up tasks. But for that, you need a team, you need other people who have different skills or who can help you out. And to work with them in a, trust, in a, in a trustless way, you don't know them, you don't trust them, but you can still count on them doing the work is, is, is a difficult problem. And we've tried to solve that with this protocol for the future of work. And, but the protocol itself isn't of much use if you can't interact with it, right? We want lots of people to leave their you know, jobs in consulting, in finance, in academia to some extent, to come and join uh, our platform and to not work for your old employer, your sort of intermediary anymore, but to interact directly with other people uh, and self-organize. But for that, you need uh, a user interface, right? That allows you to, to interact with these sets of rules, with the smart contract. And so on top of the protocol we're building, there is uh, essentially a user interface where people can find each other, because first of all, you need to have a, a number of projects that you want to solve. And then you need to sort of think about staffing, which experts, which knowledge workers, whether it's a computer engineer, software developer, a, a data scientist, a domain expert, whether that's a finance guy or a, sort of a medical researcher, what people do I need? And where do I find these people? So that's what the platform does as well. Before all these mechanisms that I described, all these rules that I described, before they start uh, sort of coming, coming to force, you need to match up with people first and decide what do I want to work on and with whom do I want to work. And that's what the, the user interface does. And we think that a good user interface that is simple to, sim simple to use, that allows you to interact with the smart contracts in a, in a frictionless way, is really key to, to mainstream adoption. I mean, there are lots of projects out there, as you, as you know, that have super innovative and super sophisticated technology, blockchain technology, smart contracts. But if you can't really use uh, that sort of sophisticated technology, you're not going to have mainstream adoption. So that's why we said, okay, well, we specify all these rules, mechanism designs, we write the smart contracts, we run it on the Ethereum blockchain, but in order to have lots of people use it, we need a, a user interface that is really nice and simple um, on, on, on top of that. And maybe the last, last point, we, 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 so we say um, it's about knowledge work. Because if you think about what you can decentralize, what you can run without a centralized corporation, without a traditional organization, um, you need to think about what use case do you actually uh, start out with. Producing a, a physical product like an iPhone is very difficult to do in a decentralized sort of setting with lots of distributed people, right? You, you, it's good to have a company that secures intellectual property. It's, a, it's good to have a company that makes all the capital investment that's needed. But when you think about knowledge work, where all you need is a laptop, you need access to data, and you need sort of information, data, and knowledge about a certain domain, you can do that from anywhere. It, it doesn't really matter where you are. I mean, you might want to be in sort of the similar time zone because that makes collaboration easier. But when it's about bringing together uh, a set of experts, a set of knowledge workers from all over the place, that's actually something you can do in a decentralized 
fashion. And the question is, how do you do it? In a traditional organization, people would use Slack, they would use some kind of communication tool, because these people know each other already, they're part of the same organization. But what's the infrastructure you need if you want to replace a traditional organization? And that's what we're building. So we're not building just another communication tool that allows people from all over the world to communicate. We come up with a, a, a set of incentives and mechanisms that allows people to work together like trusted friends or good colleagues without actually being trusted friends and without actually being colleagues in the same organization. So that's a, a, a sort of a summary of the vision and the, uh, the protocol, the rules I talked about, and also the user interface that allows people to, to interact with each other. So many things are coming to my mind right now. And the very first one is just the job market in general. This is going to be opening up a whole bunch of work for people who may not have had access to it in a traditional fashion of finding a job, interviewing, and going in. This is going to be giving people a way to have control over generating their own income by being able to connect no matter where they are or whatever their schedule, what schedule is. And it's, it's amazing. That's exactly right. And maybe I can sort of put it into perspective a little bit because we thought about this for a, for a very long time. I, I, maybe I can talk a bit about my background uh, yes, a bit later. But so I, I, I thought, why do we, I worked in London before at a, at a hedge fund. And I, I was wondering, why do we have to sit in the world's most expensive office space to do what we do, right? So that was kind of the starting point. And I sort of saw how Uber was disrupting the taxi industry in London, which was a huge deal. And I thought, well, what's the impact on, on employment in the sort of service industries and the knowledge kind of industries? And so that's what got me thinking about it. And I did a lot of research and I got together with um, some, some trusted friends and uh, some, uh, talked to lots of smart people. And it turns out that online, the thing you can do in the knowledge work sector is you can basically participate in sort of crowdsourcing competitions where um, you can basically try to win a prize for solving a particular problem. You get a data set and you need to solve some kind of problem. And then three people win a cash prize, but 50,000 people might have tried and participated in the competition. So most of them don't get rewarded. So that's, I think that's an interesting way of learning and it might be a fun experience, but it's not the future of knowledge work. Right. And the other way that you can interact and do work online is via freelancing websites. So some freelancing websites are quite successful. And what, what they do is they basically allow people to do sort of fairly uh, small, very, very detailed tasks. And then people get paid $40 or $80 an hour for, for designing something or for doing some other, other job. Right. But what about the really valuable work that requires not more than one person, uh, that requires the skills of more than one person? And that's super difficult to actually coordinate and get together in a decentralized setting. This is why companies exist, because they essentially coordinate different experts. They put them into teams. They uh, assign them projects. And they also do, so, uh, I guess, contracting in a sense where they ensure that everybody's fairly rewarded and the work's protected through a set of legal contracts. So companies do contracting and coordination. And to do that in a decentralized setting where it's not just about participating in a crowdsourcing competition to do one task or solving one relatively small task on a freelancing job, uh, on a freelancing platform in a freelancing job, that wasn't really solved. And this is how sort of 
the problem we looked at, how do we do what sophisticated knowledge workers do, whether it's in consulting or in finance, within big companies, with, at, at universities, how do we do this without those organizations that have been orchestrating this kind of work? So it's about a particular kind of work. It's not necessarily about smaller freelance tasks that can be won, uh, that can be done sorry, by um, uh, one, one single person. And absolutely. And, and just the freedom, the freedom to, to be whatever you want to be, basically, is, is exactly. excellent. You educate yourself in, in different areas and you come to a team and you're not, you're not put into a box because of your history with them or your, your expertise per se, because you are constantly changing yourself. Um, do you have any use cases that you'd like to share with us where this has been? So um, we... Uh, um, we have a background. A lot of the, the founders and uh, the, the team have a background in, in, in data science and in finance. So we naturally sort of uh, look at these sort of financial applications first. And we've basically looked at uh, use cases like coming up with a trading strategy that hedge funds normally do in the crypto, in the crypto markets. Because a lot of people like to own and trade cryptocurrencies, but most people don't really do it with an automated trading strategy or with mm -hmm. an algorithm. So this is something where uh, somebody with a crypto background, but not necessarily a traditional finance background or coding experience or statistical skills, can link up with people and um, produce one of those automated trading strategies. Uh, and everybody from the team walks away with something better than what they could have produced themselves. So it doesn't even, in that case, require an external client. Of course, there could be an external client, a crypto hedge fund that says, um, I actually need uh, three or four or five specialists who can help me solve this problem, but I don't want to take on five new staff, right? So, so I could come to the platform and I could find people there. Um, we have basically uh, considered a lot of other use cases as well. So for example, cancer, cancer diagnostics with machine learning techniques. You need a radiologist who has domain expertise. You need a data scientist, a statistician. You need somebody who can code, most likely a Python programmer. And you can, these people can work together and develop a machine learning model to detect cancer uh, on, the, on these big uh, MRT scans, right? And this is something, this is a data science, this is a knowledge work task that requires the expertise of various people, um, of various experts. And where would you find these experts if you're not part of the same organization, right? You could obviously always try to talk to your colleagues in your organization and you could try, try to find these experts. But uh, where do you do that when you're not part of an organization? You can um, go to LinkedIn and you can send lots of requests to all kinds of people, but that's unlikely to uh, be successful in terms of forming a, forming a team of people who are actually committed to solving one problem. So, so we're saying that there, there are a ton of use cases. There could be big data analytics use cases for government uh, planning, for infrastructure planning. There could be engineering uh, projects. It could be medical research. It could be financial research. So the, the range of use cases is, is enormous. And think about software development. You need a product specialist. You need a UX or UI designer. You need a back-end developer. You need a front-end software engineer. You need different skills, and you need to get them to work together. And again, normally that is done within regular organization. uh, organizations. It doesn't, it doesn't really work on a platform in a decentralized setting at the moment, it, precisely because it's so difficult to get to collaborate and to incentivize them to be, uh, to be honest 
uh, about you know who has done what and has that person done it well and that's exactly what our mechanisms uh, in in the in the protocol try to solve that that incentive problem how do we work in a trustful way trustful way if we don't know each other and don't trust each other and you do that at scale you can do that with millions of people not just with the 40 people who happen to work, work at the same company that you work at absolutely so if if people want to join this community and start you know looking for opportunities how how does that process work mm -hmm. so um I, I talked about the user interface earlier so, so yeah. that's going to be the crucial the crucial thing um we are at the we're very close to releasing a private alpha version of that user interface. so the smart contract has already been coded uh, that has all these rules and mechanisms in it, but now people need to interact with it. So the um, the alpha version that allows us to do um, testing with more people than just a few people uh, will be released uh, in early to mid in early to mid June. So basically, what you should do if you're interested in this, you should come to our website. It's covi.network, so c o v e dot network, and sign up for the the private alpha version and uh, you'll receive more information and uh, you uh, can start testing the platform as of early to mid-June. Fantastic. So it seems like it's it's relatively easy to get set up and really, you know, start. It's going to be just a mind shift. It's, it's just a different way of thinking about work. And it might take a moment for people to get on board, but I, I truly think that this could be a better way to work. Of course. Well, I mean, in a, in a sense, what we thought about is that when you said 12 or 13 years ago to somebody that, you know, I'm going to fly to, I'm going to fly to New York and I'm going to be driven by a stranger in his car from the airport into town. And then I'm going to be staying at an apartment in New York at a complete stranger's apartment. And people would have said, are you crazy? Right. I mean, that, that was completely inconceivable that you could basically interact with strangers in such a way. And, and we think that in 10 or 15 years time, you could work or possibly even in five years' time, you could work with strangers, with millions of strangers who are specialists and experts in a certain subject. You could work together with them in a similar way that just isn't conceivable at the moment. And the innovation is that blockchains allow you to cut out the middleman, the company that sits in the middle that orchestrates all that work at the moment. And you basically, you can largely replace functions of, of, corp of corporations, and you can directly interact with people through an open source protocol that it's 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 basically that it's an open source protocol that tries to replicate what companies do at the moment except that there's no company in the middle and no shareholders that take a lot of the value a lot of the knowledge workers generate so we basically uh, allow people to capture more of the value they generate by removing the middleman right so so in in 5 or 10 years time you can work with millions of people and you can earn your fair share without the middleman sitting in the middle because that coordination and contracting that the corporation the middleman does uh, is not going to be required anymore um according to our, our vision and to what we've built so far you're just handing people freedom truly you could put it that that way it's <laughs> it's the freedom to be an expert it's the freedom to be a specialist to, to sort of go down a certain route and say i don't actually need to spend a year learning code python because i can always link up with somebody who can already do that 
very well. I can be the medical specialist. I could be some other kind of specialist, some domain expert, and I'm happy with that specialization. And if you have 10 years of knowledge accumulated in that space, there's no need to be sort of okay-ish at everything. You can, you can focus on what you really like to do and on your, on your niche, and uh, you can do it from wherever you like, as long as, obviously, the time zone and all the other language barriers uh, are okay. I mean, you obviously wouldn't want to link up with people in a team that don't speak your uh, don't speak your language, uh, but uh, but yeah. So, so it's about freedom in a sense. Um, you can do it from anywhere, and you can work with with anyone. That that's the that's the idea. And there's nobody in the middle that you know tells you what to do, how to do it, and and with whom. This is fantastic, Marcel. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing uh, Covey and all the fantastic opportunities that you are creating for intellectual workers around the world. Thank you so much for hosting me. That was Marcel Deitch. He is the CEO and co-founder at Covey Network. That's C-O-V-E-E dot network. Thank you all so much for joining us here today on Future Tech Podcast. Catch you guys later. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.